Hello, welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ, week five, day two. My name is Brianna, and I am your host today. I'm the author of Revealed in Ephesians, The Mystery of Who I Am in Christ, and I'm so excited that you joined us today. Over the past two days of study, I had encouraged you to be the detective and the Bible theologian and to use your tool, the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, Well, he's not a tool, he's a person, and he's very resourceful, and to ask him Uh, to reveal the truth to you as you studied the mystery of God's will. So what we're going to do is we're going to open today with a prayer. I'm going to pray this brand new prayer from Ephesians 3 for you, everybody out there listening. Father, I come before you and I thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ for every person in your family around the world today, Lord God. They all derive their name from you. They are named children of God. Every woman listening is a child of God. She is um, owned by you, Lord God. You have put your Holy Spirit in her life, and your spirit is a seal of the promised inheritance that she has in heaven waiting for her, but also the power and the reserve that she has right now, the relationship, the intimacy she has with you right now. And I thank you for that. God, I pray that out of your glorious riches, that you will strengthen each woman right now with power through your spirit in their inner being, or each man also, Lord God, everybody listening, that they would be strengthened with power through your spirit in their inner being so that Christ will dwell in their hearts through faith. I pray you build faith up in each person listening today, Lord God. I pray that they would be built in this and established established in this. And I pray that being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Lord, we're tired of powerless living. We're tired of hopeless living. Give us your power and your hope and help us to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses human knowledge, that they may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm really excited about this um, this passage in Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3 verse 1, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. That's where I go, ding, ding, ding. I'm going to teach you a Bible study skill. And many of you are going to be like, that's a no-brainer. And others of you are going to be like, whoa, that blew my mind. But anyways, at the very beginning, he says, for this reason. If you see something in God's word that says, for this reason, don't just keep reading as if that's a nice little thing that Paul said. He actually means something came before this sentence, and I need to look at that in order to understand the context. So you also can say, if you see the word therefore, you have to ask, God, what is that therefore? I'm not just going to make something up on my own. So I'm going to go back to Ephesians 2 and say, what in the world is the reason? Well, what we see in the end of Ephesians 2 is this this whole argument, not argument, this whole um, idea, this whole case that Paul is building for the, the mystery of two groups becoming one. And consequently, that we are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household, built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. 
In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Whoa. Okay. We are going to dig into being the temple of the Holy Spirit in several lessons. But the fact that God is building different people, different races, different backgrounds, different cultures, men, women, children, it doesn't matter your gender, it doesn't matter your, like I said, your social structure, all of these people, there's no barriers between them and Christ. And we all have Christ in common. We have that unity. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew and you have the law or you're a Gentile and you don't have the law because it is all fulfilled in Christ. So that is the reason in verse one, when it says, for this reason, I, Paul, for the sake, for the prisoner, sorry, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely You have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation. Oop, there's the word mystery and revelation right there. As I have already written briefly in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. Here it is. This mystery is that through the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the Gentiles, and I added that in there, the good news of Jesus Christ, that's what the word gospel means. The Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. That is the mystery that everyone who belongs to Jesus Christ through faith has the inheritance of Israel. Abraham was a child of God, and he had a special covenant, blessings given to him and spoken over him, the Abrahamic covenant that everyone who that anyone who blesses you will be blessed, that anyone who curses you will be cursed, that Abraham's offspring would bless the world. It's incredible that those same mistakes The mystery of God is that God has designed through Abraham's lineage, through the Jewish nation, for the entire world to be reconciled to Christ. And in this lesson today, you are going to read stuff that's heavy duty. There's a lot of history in there, um, but it's incredible because here's what happens. Here's what happens. So God promised that all that Israel needed to be saved, that he would save the nation of Israel. But did you know at the time of Paul, only two or three tribes were collectively in the nation of Israel. Most of the other tribes had been scattered and dispersed all over the world. So how are those people going to hear the gospel? Well, they've intermarried with other with other races. They, they've... Uh, Many of them have even forgotten that they had Jewish blood. But as each person comes to Christ, as the Gentiles come to Christ, biblical prophecy is being fulfilled. This mystery is being fulfilled. Prophecies are coming together, and all of Israel is going to be saved as the Gentiles come to Christ. 
Now, here's another thing. What Paul was addressing at that time, there were a lot of mystery religions, and I'm putting that in quotations. And the mystery religions, and we still have a lot of these today, kind of sell this idea that there's a mystery and you can only discover it if you go through this and this and this and this. Like you have to jump through the hoops and make all the covenants and vows and pay money. And in Paul's time, they actually said you could only find out the answers to this mystery if you even went into like temple prostitution and slept with a temple prostitute. I'm sure that was mysterious, right? So, and that was appealing to their flesh. Like, oh, if I go sleep with this prostitute, God will reveal to me some amazing mystery. And then they also, it's called Gnosticism, the secret knowledge that only the certain elect people could have. But God is saying, look, I am busting this wide open. My mystery is available to everybody. And my mystery is that my son, Jesus Christ, has fulfilled every requirement you would ever need before me as God. I have done the work. It has been hidden. How was it hidden? It was hidden in the law. It was hidden in prophecy. When the Jews were receiving these prophecies from God, that Jesus fulfilled 100% of those prophecies and that the mathematical statistics on Jesus being able to fulfill all those prophecies. Okay, let me just tell you what it would be like. If you took the entire state of Texas and you flattened it out and you filled it up two feet deep with quarters and you took one quarter and you put an X on it and you threw it into the middle of the state of Texas and you stirred that whole thing up and then you took a blind man and you said, go in and pick a quarter. And the first quarter you find has to be the quarter with the red X. That is the mathematical statistical probability that one person, Jesus Christ, could fulfill all of those Hebraic Old Testament or Tanakh prophecies. Tanakh is what the Jewish people call their collection of scripture, the Old Testament, that he could fulfill all of those prophecies. That is the probability. And Jesus did it. He blew that out of the water. But when those prophecies were written, nobody knew exactly what it was going to look like. And it wasn't written by one person. It was written by many people over hundreds, even thousands of years. But all of them were fulfilled because God is good and he was giving a message to his people and he was spreading the love out. He was spreading the revelation out through all the prophets and all the great holy people of God through the generations until it came to fruition in his son, Jesus, and he fulfilled all of those prophecies. And the good news for you, woman of God, man of God, um, or seeker, someone who is seeking God, is that you don't need to seek some mysterious, hidden knowledge. God has made it open and available for you. I have a friend who has come out of the occult, and she did a lot of um, New Age, uh, very deep into the New Age, and she has recently come to Christ. And she said, you know, when I was in the New Age, I had to work really hard for any amount of reward. Um, You had to do all these meditations, all these mantras. You had to do all of these different types of yoga things. And I had to do this to to receive a reward. But... It's crazy. I can't believe it. I used to hate Christians, she said, but now I found Jesus and all I have to do is ask him. And I just say, God, help me. 
Give me peace. And it just comes to me. She said, before I would seek and seek and seek and do all these things, and it was such hard work. And now I just ask Jesus, and he helps me, and I've never experienced that before. The world and the religious systems of the world will tell you there are so many things you need to do to achieve some kind of higher level um, spiritually, but the, the, the gospel is simple. It says in, in Luke, Jesus said, Thank you. I praise you, Father, that you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. God made it so simple that a little child can know him in the deepest, most intimate way. And that is so precious because he doesn't eliminate a single person from salvation or spiritual depth unless they think they're just too good for it. They eliminate themselves if they think, this is too simple, this is too easy. God says, no, I'm making it easy enough for every person who believes on my son Jesus and calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. So I hope you enjoy, because I haven't told you everything that's in the study today. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you dig into it. There's so much more depth in the written study, um, learning about um, these prophecies being fulfilled. So God bless you. And why don't you just worship him today and thank him that he has revealed himself to you through Jesus Christ, and he has not hidden it from you. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow.